It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. I'm Paul Doolan, joined on the phone this week by Fergus Craig. Hello, Paul. How are you, Fergus? I'm pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. As I was telling you just now, I, I've i just had a nap. Yeah, you're a man who likes a nap. It's becoming a theme. Well, it, I'm not generally a man who likes a nap. I'm a man who always seems to nap right before a Newcastle Nasser recording. But I think it's good. Um, to get, it'll get you nice and sluggish for the, for the pod. Yeah, uh, which usually would have worked as a fantastic segue into Newcastle's yeah. recent performance, but not this weekend. No, I think Dave predicted a win. No, no, no one else saw it. Oh, no, you did, because it was just me and you last week, wasn't it? Yes, I think I predicted 2-1. Oh, 3-2. So a team that hasn't scored more than one goal all season suddenly gets three. Yeah, I only just realised that we, with the commentator mentioning that we had... I mean, that is mental that we've gone this far without scoring more than one goal yeah. and actually managed to get some, some results. But yeah, th- three goals and could have easily been a lot more, right? I don't think it's an exaggeration to say at half-time it could have been 14 nil. <laughs> well, maybe 5 nil. It could have legitimately been 5 nil. I think, at half-time. Should we go through well, the I, goals in order, or just... just sure. we, don't, well, yeah. we don't often get the chance to bask in a victory like that. I think rule book's out the window. You're the host, Paul. Guide me. Okay, well, the first goal, Kieran Clark with... Well, I didn't realise, it's his ninth goal for the club. Considering how rarely he starts, that's pretty impressive. Yes, I can imagine in 10, 15 years' time, well, I've just thought I'll be in my fucking mid-50s. <laughs> <laughs> doing a quiz uh, online. Of <laughs> so I plan on spending my fifties <laughs> of uh, 
of uh, Newcastle uh, scorers over the years and failing to get Kieran Clark. You know, in this imaginary quiz, it's goals people who've scored more than ten goals for us. Yeah, uh, I get the feeling you'll get there. Uh, it, even more weirdly for us, it came from a set piece, which I think was also a first this season. And a knock-on, a set piece taken by outcast Shelby. Yeah. With a knock-on by previously never assisted a goal for us, Joe Linton. So many firsts. Pretty spooky. <laughs> Is that a reference to Shelby just looking spooky or just no, everything? It was a reference weird. to it having been, having been Halloween and it being weird, yeah. I see... Yeah. All three goals coming from set pieces is baffling. Yes, I guess they were, yes. The, the um, they were thereabouts. It was insane when it got to uh, Fernandez's goal. Oh, uh, you got quizzes. Here's a quiz for you. I think Fernandez became the fifth Argentine to score for us in the Premier League. Can you name the others? Gutierrez. Yes. Colocini. Yes. Oh, was it Cunha? Yes, I think so. Oh, you actually don't know the answer? I do know, I'm just finding it again. Okay. Yeah, Uh, I've got it. Cunha, No. Was Basidas? Yes. Right, okay, Basidas. And one more. Was Daniel Cordoni? Yes, he's got it. Oh, look at that. Yeah, look at myself. I mean, in 15 years' time, I want to be on your quiz team. Yeah. And Fernandez, he became, I believe, at that stage of proceedings, our eighth goal scorer this season. Apparently we'd had eight goal scorers and scored eight goals, and five of those goals, five of those goal scorers were centre backs <laughs> or were were defenders. Yeah, I mean maybe we've just found a new way of playing football. Don't worry about forward scoring, just centre backs. It's ridiculous the depth we've got in that position. Well, the goal scoring depth. In that but position. actually, yeah, but even like Fernandez came in and he's just looked better than anything we've had in the Premier League before, almost. Right. And we've just well, got yeah. five or six players who just they can all fit in at centre-back. And yet we conceded uh, two late goals. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that was... That was pretty ridiculous. I think before we get on to the comeback, our front three looked like it had finally gelled up to a point. I mean, they still can't finish, but some of the chances we were making, was it yeah, I mean, the West Ham they look, or was it down to us being amazing? They looked they look absolutely terrifying, except yeah. for the fact that they one-on-one with a keeper, neither... Do we or they think they've got any chance of scoring? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was insane. There was that one 
So there was the same maximum. Three one on ones almost in the space of about five minutes. Right. I guess, yeah, they kept on, we kept on having those breakaways. There was the first St. Maximin first one, one. Which, was your class, yeah, which was your classic one-on-one. And then, which you just, you could just see in his shoulders, he just didn't have the confidence. Yeah, he seemed to almost pass it to the keeper. Yeah. And then there was that one where he sort of, he laid it off what I thought was unnecessarily, rather than just going for it himself. And Almiron conceded this save yeah, yeah. Well, so Maximin, he'd sort of he'd got one on one kind of heading it through and then they seemed to somehow catch up so he had to turn had another shooting chance and yeah laid it off for uh, Almiron which is probably not the play you want there but it was almost an open goal and he's still I mean both of them need a goal but it, desperately it just it wasn't it's so weird for us to have had that many chances to miss three sitters and it not be a problem. Yeah. I don't understand it. It's almost like the, it's like the reverse of, I always imagine myself. I always imagine if I played football to the standard that I play it, right? Which is terrible. And like, look the way I look and everything. But at whatever level I played throughout my life, I had always somehow, off my arse or whatever, scored a hat-trick. Would I have been able to get a a professional footballing career? Because I would have, in outcome, I'd be the greatest footballer of all time. So every game you'd be getting a hat-trick? Every game I'd be getting a hat-trick. But, like... As I move through the levels, I'm assuming scouts would just go, well, he's just shit. <laughs> like, but they're almost the same question, like, in reverse. If you are inc- yeah. an incredible footballer with att- attacking menace, but are incapable of ever scoring or assisting a goal. Yeah. I think the, the encouraging thing, though, this week was the front three as a unit, for the first time, I think, looked slightly cohesive. Because Joelinton's been stuck up on his own so much this season. Whereas he was coming a bit deeper, and as soon as he got the ball, Almiron or St Maximin would both be running on past him. And I, We've not really had that a lot. So I think as much as them missing one-on-ones is annoying, it does look like they're starting to gel a bit better. Uh, yeah, which is good to see. And it's good that, I, I guess, being away and going a couple of goals up fairly early in the game gave us the opportunity to play a lot of counter-attack football. Yeah. Which, which I mean, we've, we've seen that's what we're best at. And away wins now at West Ham, Manu and Spurs. Oh, was Manu at home or away? My news at home. Uh, Spurs away, West Ham away. I feel like we've had another one, but maybe not. No. That's it, mate. You checking? No, I can't even be bothered to do that. I'll, I'll accept that. That's it. And then yeah, I'll, uh, so it's 2-0 at half time. You sort of thought, we've 
missed a lot of chances here. We're probably going to end up regretting it. And then, well, it's kind of Shelby and Hayden both combine for the third one. Because we didn't know who was going to start in central midfield and thought, well, Matty Longstaff will probably keep his place. But Hayden got I was fouled. So, I was so confident that he would that I put him in my uh, fantasy team. Maybe that's what did it. Mm. I, I don't really want to talk about the fantasy league. I think anyone who's okay. in the Natter league will know I'm pretty much rock bottom. Okay, well, we'll talk about that after the break. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, Shelby free kick. From a Shit. long way out. A long way out, and it looked very savable. Oh, hang on. Can we just talk about Shelby's shot off the bar? Oh, yeah. That was insane. He just was... sh- stroked it with the outside of his foot. Oh, his foot was a wand there, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, It was. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a real... Uh, if, if, if. But if that had gone in, I think that would be goal of the season contender. Speaking of contenders, uh, Matty Longstaff. I don't know if you get match of the day out in Canada or the uh, the ripples from its awards, but Matty Longstaff has just won goal of the month. I heard, yeah, and isn't that really as good as a trophy? I think that's yeah. The 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 long wait is over. Uh, for that, for Newcastle United Football Club. Yeah, I was surprised that was goal of the month. I guess maybe they took into account the significance of the... Uh, I think the, the narrative. The narrative. Uh, but yeah. And Shelby's, well Shelby's goal was a first in a way as well. It's his first direct free kick for us in 30-odd attempts. Really? Has he never scored from a free kick for Maybe that might just be in the Premier League. I think he feel like he has in the Championship. I think he might not. I, I always think of him as a free kick taker. But... I remember seeing him scoring a beautiful curled long-range shot against QPR, but I don't think he scored a free kick for us. No. Oh. Um, yeah, it's and round the length of the pitch. To, yeah, to, to do his to goggles celebration. Which I don't get. No, but I mean, not that long ago, we were talking about Shelby, that being it for him. I'm probably looking likely to get sold in the transfer window, but who knows now? Yeah, I mean, to- I mean, long term, uh, I'm not a massive Shelby fan, but like credit where it's due is that that was a, a great performance. From what I yeah. saw, and then if it you think being I saw him back, back a few times, yeah, I think he looked fairly decent. Hayden looked really good next to him. It's nice having four decent options to choose from for centre mid all of a sudden, and to continue this overwhelming stream of unwise positivity. <laughs> Go for um, it. We're about to go into a series of uh, very winnable games. Yeah. To City dotted in the middle. I think it's a good time to have some confidence. Yeah. 
But the if you look at the games we've done the worst in this season, apart from Leicester, they're the most on paper winnable games we've had. So Watford, Norwich, Brighton. I I think I think us being favourites is not a good thing this season. But maybe maybe we'll have turned the corner. Maybe. But I think we'll look ahead to those in the second half. Is there much else to say about I guess we've not even covered West Ham's comeback. Cause that felt it felt like it was going to be the most Newcastle game ever. As soon as they got their first one back. It was Balbuena. You just thought this is it now. Mm. Well, I you know, I don't have a lot to say about it. The important thing is that we did hold on, and this would be a very, very difficult, different conversation if yes. West Ham one more goal. My stream but. that I was watching it on cut out as soon as Snodgrasses went in, so it was just a really tense final couple of minutes with no idea what was going on. Oof. It wasn't good. But then, it's a nice problem to have. I think there was a lot of, there's always negativity on Twitter, but there were a lot of Newcastle fans saying... The uh, them getting two goals back was a, an indication of how bad tactically Steve Bruce is. But you sort of think <laughs> you're only in that position if you go three nil up, and it doesn't happen very often. So maybe wind it in a bit. Yeah, it is incredible the level of confirmation bias that people can like can uh, bend themselves into. But we wouldn't have conceded those two goals under Rafa. That's the main thing. I keep forgetting you're not Dave, so I can't wind you up with that. It's a shame. <laughs> no, sorry. Where are you? Where would you say you stand on Bruce at the minute? Uh, I would. He was. It, I was. There was nothing exciting about the choice. I think it will ultimately end exactly the way we think it'll end <laughs> yeah which is quite badly but not necessarily you know I, I still don't think that we won't get relegated you know he's not a manager that you know I can walk the streets with pride thinking Steve Bruce looks after my yeah. lads <laughs> <laughs> yeah but, you know I, it's it's uh, yeah there's no doubt about it. It is an inc- incredible fall from grace uh, compared with our last manager. But I think if we I rank don't see, him, I don't see the virtue in just uh, pummeling him all the time. You know. Yeah, there's a lot of confirmation bias in everything he does. But people will only see the negative. Any positive that happens under him seems to be the legacy of the players remembering what Rafa taught them and anything negative happens is because Steve Bruce has come along and sapped them of the knowledge that they had from Rafa. Seems bizarre, but then Twitter's full of bizarre people. It was the same with with Rafa, when Rafa was in charge. It yeah. Was like, it, was like, it was like a cult for a while. Yeah, it, just, it still is in some parts, I think. Yeah. But I think if you had to rank him in terms of managers under Mike Ashley, it's a bit early, but he's looking probably 
better than McLaren, better than Shearer. Yeah, better I mean, than... it, it, it is. I mean, it's a fun game, but yeah, it's a it depressing is game when you reel those names off. I guess with McLaren, that worked out terribly, but. I had the sense that he at least McLaren was a project. It was just a project that went terribly. I had the sense yeah. that I had the sense that Pardew was a was a project that that went well for a while. Um, Bruce, our sense is, you know, it, it's just this is what he does. He manages clubs that are in danger of relegation and. Yeah, if you're doing a Premier League five-year plan to break into the European places, Steve Bruce isn't on that plan anywhere. No, or even a five-year plan to be a mid-table team. I just, I don't, I just, I, you know, I think, you know, I think he'd like to do as well as he can, but I don't think he's a long-term plan guy who has a vision if, of the way football should be played. What have you got against Geordies out of interest? Uh, well, uh, some of them believe me at school. <laughs> oh, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I right. Well, you. I think that's probably everything we've got to say about the West Ham game. Yeah. All right. But yeah. we, we, should we go, are we going into the break? I think we'll have a little break now, and we'll speak to you all after these lovely messages. Hello and welcome to Seeing Red, a true crime podcast brought to you by me, Mark and my co-host Bethan. Each week we take a deep dive into the dark world of true crime. Cases have ranged from the murder of Christina Abbott, a high-class escort who was killed by a sadistic client, to the Peru 2, a pair of young women convicted of smuggling drugs in South America. Whilst always respectful to the victims of these crimes, we do like to tell each story in our own unique style, with humour and lots of f***ing swearing. Join us every Wednesday for a new episode of Seeing Red, a true crime podcast, wherever you get yours. Hello and welcome back to the Newcastle Natter. Still here with Fergus Craig. Hi Fergus! Hi Paul, should we do the Fantasy League? Yeah, have you got it up? Yes, I'm just scrolling through the page looking for team. I put Willems into my team this weekend and was handsomely rewarded with an assist. I would say Willems has actually been uh, our best signing so far. Of our signings, he's the one who's had the, the best impact. Him or St. Maximin? Right, but I guess St. Maximin's easily the most exciting signing, but in terms of actual um, output, uh, I think Willems has been uh, really impressive, and I I can't see Matt Ritchie getting his place back in the side at left-back, certainly. No, I agree with you there. I think as well it's... He's got what, a goal and a couple of assists at least, which is probably more than Yedlin's had in the last season. Right. No, I think he he's a quality player. 
who had one of the worst uh, opening five minutes of any yeah. Newcastle player in history, if you remember, was brought on and went in the wrong position and gave away who the ball for a goal. Was that Spurs? No, because no, we beat them one. I think, was it maybe Norwich? Possibly. It was, one, it was one of the first games. Yeah. Oh, it was the first, it was, I think it was the first game. I think it was Arsenal. Oh, yes. yes. But he does look, he looks unworrying. That early mistake aside, he sort of looks like a regular 7 out of 10. Yeah, but he's got a uh, good left foot as well. He can put in a good ball and, mm. yeah. I think it was like, like, you think we've been looking for a left, yeah, we've been looking for a left back since Jose Enrique. It's taken us that long to do it. We've finally got him. Yeah. Um, Going briefly back to uh, Fantasy League, Paul. Yes. We should do do a shout out for uh, Dan James, who is at the top of the Newcastle Natter League table. With a team called Longstaff Short Balls, so I mean that's quite that shows some sort of um, some some vision when setting up his team that the Longstaffs were going to play a major part in the season, or maybe just one of them. Yeah, we get good, but good start there. I'm in ninth place, Paul, which is. Pretty dizzy heights for either me, you, or Dave to end up that yeah. high. Yeah, I believe I was. I might have finished highest out of the three of us last year as well. Who would have thought? Just scrolling through the pages, trying to find where you are. Well, I'm normally quite reliable. This is what You're annoys me. Fifty ninth place, Paul. Out of. Out of. I don't know. I think we've got about... Oh, you're in 59th place out of 60. Well, that's all right. Not bottom. Second from bottom. Tom Moss with AFC Teriyaki. He's just propping up the table. But looking at his team, I don't think he's touched it for a while. (laughs) I think if I hadn't touched mine from the first game of the season, I would be doing significantly better than I am now. I've already changed 11 players twice. Wow. Dave Watson in uh, uh, 52nd place. Uh, I can still catch him then. Well, that's the dream, isn't it? I just need to not finish last out of us. I put into my team Lundstrom. From Sheffield oh. United, who went on to score 21 points. I can't believe I didn't have the vision to make a Sheffield United defender triple captain this weekend. <laughs> Did anyone, though? Surely not. It would be interesting if someone in the whole of football did. I, noticed, I think it was Dan James. I think it was the person who was top of the Newcastle Night table had uh, Vardy triple captain the night that he got a hat-trick. Wow. Yeah. So, uh, 
Has there been anything on the socials, Paul? I forgot to tweet out, which would have been a really good idea. So I don't think so, unless you've seen anything. No. Oh, well. Oh, good. Next time, we definitely will. Um, in that I case, th- what are we... One thing I was thinking about, the before we go on to the games we've got coming up, just one more thing on West Ham. Can you remember the last time we played that well? Because we had good results a lot of the time under Rafa, but it was all quite... To- it's the most expressive, I think, we've been since McLaren. Really? If you don't include uh, the championship? Um, no, I think not including the championship. But I'm thinking of like the that game where Wijnaldum uh, got his hat. Games like that, we've not really had many of those. They've been tight affairs, pretty much. I guess Spurs, actually, on the day we went down under Rafa. It's probably the last time. Wow, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I feel like food for thought. Food for thought. It's nice to have those games every now and again. Yeah. Sort of forgotten what they felt like. It makes the real shit ones that, that bit more bearable. And on that subject, Saturday, Bournemouth at home. Bournemouth at home. I'm just looking at the table. We're in 15th place now. Two wins in a draw in the last five games. That's Not bad. That's survival form, at least. Um, Bournemouth are in seventh. Won their last game. Who did they play at the weekend? They beat Man U at the weekend. Oh, right. Of course, right. Which, as we know, is... Yeah, there's nothing to be said for that. But other than that, they're not in incredible form. But um, This is the sort of game that worries me. Well, you probably say, I mean, it's very hard as a Newcastle fan not to always, you know, look at Bournemouth at home and say that's a game that we should be winning. But, you know, on form, judging on the last couple of years, they're a better team than us, really. Um, yeah, I mean, I, but I think the games where we're, I guess it's, I'm not really sure if we, we probably won't be favourites for this game. It's the sort of game where we're expected to control it, that we've really fallen flat this season. It'll be interesting to see if we do just sit back and try and counter-attack, even though it's at home. Because we've not really um, tried to play front foot football particularly this season and I think we've not really had a plan of how to do that for a long time I think it's probably got a good chance of being quite a dull game yeah I think you're probably right would you stick with Shelby and Hayden it would be churlish to drop either, wouldn't it? But I, I feel bad for Matty Longstaff. Yeah, I think looking at it, if we, I don't think you'd make any changes unless we had to. 
Yeah, assuming everyone's fit. Yeah, I think keep the same side. Yeah, I can't. Um, I can't imagine we'll get a defence as generous as West Ham's, who basically put their slowest, oldest player on our fastest, most mercurial one. Didn't rectify it until about an hour in. Right. I don't really know much about this Bournemouth team. They just seem to have lots of young, exciting players with the most dull football manager regen names. They seem to have like an Adam Lewis and a Joe Cook <laughs> and players like that coming through where you think there's, there's been no imagination naming their players. <laughs> I think it's going to contrast quite badly with our Alan St. Maximin. Yeah, it's always interesting to see on Football Manager when you're in like the 2030s and it, it, it's suggesting that there's going to be a real resurgence with the name Gary <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> you never know. Um, I'm going to do... I think it'll be either, despite us being just coming off a five-goal thriller, I think it'll be 1-0 either way or 1-1. That's my broad prediction. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to... I'm just going to go traditional 1-1. I'm going to go... 2-1 Bournemouth. Okay. Yeah, there's two men that I've, have not that optimism run away with their with their thoughts. Well, I, I predicted we'd lose to West Ham. It sort of it feels like a lucky omen now. I don't really want to change anything. We don't then. No, never don't ever worry. change. Don't you ever change. Yeah, it's Saturday 3 o'clock, kick-off as well. We seem to have a few of those now. It felt like we were on TV for every game. Well, after Bournemouth, we are on for the next three games. Oh, yeah, you were saying about our easy run-up, so who have we got? Well, after Bournemouth, we've got Villa away Monday night. I'm not describing this as easy. I'm just saying, you know, games that we should be looking to get points from. Yeah, Villa away on a Monday night, followed by the absolute uh, assured three points of uh, Manchester City at home. Easy three. Well, we did it last season, which is an early kickoff on uh, BT Sport, and then we've got a Thursday night game on the fifth of December. A Thursday night game. Thursday night away at Sheffield United. And it's on Amazon. <laughs> That's made up. There's so many things odd about that. <laughs> yeah. It's true. Uh, Thursday night, Sheffield United away. I don't, I don't know what to think. I'd call on that Amazon. game off. It's too confusing. Yeah. It just doesn't add up. Yeah. And then anyway... And then Southampton, Burnley, Palace, all the way up until um, Man U on Boxing Day, which is also on Amazon. 
Yeah, Man City aside, though, they all feel like games we should at least... You'd expect us to be in with a shout of three points for all of those games. In with a shout, yeah. I mean, Sheffield United... Yeah, I'm not going any bolder than that. Sheffield United are in sixth. There's always that one team that goes up. I thought it was going to be Norwich, but they're actually piss poor. Yeah, they still hammered us, (laughs) crucially. They did. And beat Man City, didn't they? Did they? They might have done, actually, yeah. Yeah, I think they did. And then went to utter shit. But Sheffield United. My fantasy team, actually. My fantasy team has now got Sheffield United's goalkeeper and two Sheffield United defenders. God. No wonder you're at the top of the league. Mm. Well. All right. I'm taking the view this season that fantasy football doesn't matter. It's having having a year where it's not important. I I think we. We've chatted enough about Newcastle now. We'll hopefully be back next week and we will get Twitter questions because we are light on content when it comes to just chatting. No, I think it's been a good pod. I think it's could have been a good pod. Well it's done, Paul. We don't often get to talk about away wins. I like it. Yeah. Well, let's engineer a situation in which we can do that again soon. Deal. Let's make it Thursday night, Sheffield United away. We'll probably be recording the pod at midnight, because who knows what the yes. who knows what the laws are by that time. Yeah. And I think that's everything, so thank you very much, Fergus Craig. Thank you. Goodbye. And thank you to you, the Natter listeners. Bye. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.